that give the world to see Where the music's softly playing And the rhythm's gently swaying Underneath the stars in a million bars Guitars are softly saying Mexico I love it. I find that I'm uh, sort of looking forward each week to, uh, I mean, I look forward to talking to John anyway, but looking forward each week to hearing uh, Long John Baldry there with uh, Mexico, which is where we go now. Uh, let's say uh, a very good evening to uh, John Bonfilio. Uh, John, very good evening to you. Good evening. And, and each passing week with the music and with various other things, I feel more and more as though we're stuck in a Charlie Kaufman movie. <laughs> Could very well be. Now, um, just just remind me exactly where you are in Mexico. So I know you you were saying to me that your COVID numbers are quite low uh, where you are, whereas in Mexico as a nation, um, they're pretty high. Yeah, so I'm in I'm in the southeast of Mexico. So it's a, you can imagine a bit like East Anglia that sticks out of the obviously the east of the UK. There's a similar bit in the Yucatan Peninsula that sticks out of the southeast of of Mexico, but I'm on the state which looks back into the Gulf, um, which essentially is something of an island state. I mean, it's complete. It's, um, you know, a lot of people in Mexico don't uh, don't come here, have never come here, wonder quite why I live here and all those kinds of things. And the lack of movement in and out of this uh, this particular state also is uh, one of the reasons why COVID numbers are low. Economically also never done really well, but also in terms of crime and cartel movement and stuff as well, also largely ignored. So you know, for 20, 2020 and 21, it works for me. Yeah, absolutely. Now, tell me about this. You know, I mentioned that uh, there's quite a few um, stories from Cuba at the moment. We'll talk about another one in a sec. Um, but tell me about these uh, Cubans who were, um, who were stranded on an island and for 33 days lived on uh, coconuts. Coconut, conch and rats, apparently. Yeah, three Cubans. Oh. I think for, to, to make sense of this story, you have to kind of imagine Florida, uh, the bit that sticks out of the southeast of, of the uh, another bit that sticks out of the southeast of, mm. of the U.S. and directly beneath that is Cuba. So there's a lot of movement in makeshift boats and rafts between uh, Cuba and and Florida with people trying to, you know, get across to escape across the U.S. and migrate and so on. So, but what often happens in these makeshift vessels is that they actually blow massively off course. And and east of Florida, essentially, and northeast of Cuba are the Bahamas, which essentially number 700 odd islands and about 2,500 keys and so on, like low reefs and so on. So that's a place where most um, Cubans that survive a journey and don't end up in the U.S. are actually going to end up, um, you know, hold out. And there was a, a standard uh, flight that the U.S. Coast Guard was taking over the, the Bahamian Islands um, a few days ago. And then they spotted some kind of slightly strange stuff that was going on, you know, stuff laid out on the island and so on. They got closer and then there was three Cubans frantically waving at them and then they came back on the subsequent flight and and picked them up and essentially they'd be yeah, they'd been stranded there for for, for 33 days it's it, they got rescued but in one of those kind of frying pan fire kind of things um they got rescued and taken to a hospital in in florida where they probably got picked up by ice and are now in immigration custody even though you know they never actually deliberately made it onto onto u.s soil themselves still not clear whether they were fishermen or whether they were trying to migrate or quite what was taking place there but at the moment those three fishermen two men and a woman probably think that they would be happier back on the island yeah what, what does ice stand for that's an acronym i'm not familiar with oh it's the it's a the the homeland security it, it's the it's a particular militant arm of 
of um, of Homeland Security in the in the U.S. So they're the guys that go around and pick up um, pick up immigrants uh, and then take them off to, to detention. I can't quite remember what the what the what the acronym actually stands for. It'll come no. to me during the few minutes we speak. I'm sure. Yes. Oh, that's better than me. It will come to me in like three days' time. I'll uh, sort of just mention it in the middle of something else. Um, so people obviously still um, boatloads, rather like you have um, boatloads of uh, people from uh, various stricken nations in Africa trying to make it to uh, to Italy or through the Mediterranean uh, and uh, into Europe. Presumably it's still a thing that a lot of people from Cuba go over on these makeshift boats, as you call them, to try and get to the States. Um, yet, despite all that, uh, Cuba is, um, they're sort of loosening the, the communism, if you like, and uh, making the system a little more, a little more capitalist. Yeah, they kind of have to, because they're essentially going through the, the most difficult economic period they've had since the fall of the USSR in the, in the early 90s. Essentially a combination of um, Venezuelan of the Venezuelan economy and the cheap oil that they were getting no longer arriving sanctions and a really hard line series of, of, uh, of embargoes from the Trump administration, which amounted to over 250 measures against Cuba during his uh, during his administration. And of course, you know, covid knocking tourism, um, you know, uh, to, to uh, completely out of the water has meant that essentially the Cuban economy has completely flatlined. So they've had to do something to really bring in. Um, to bring a new new economy. So what they've done two things, essentially. They had two currencies, one which is essentially like an overseas currency or the tourist currency that they had, and then a local currency, and they've melded the two together. So there's a kind of a devaluation that's taken place in, in Cuba. And then the second thing is, as you say, they're essentially opening up the economy to private enterprise, which has not happened since the revolution in 1959. So um, previously, there were only a few uh, different industries that were open to, to private endeavor and very kind of small scale. Um, uh, but now it's gone up overnight from 127 that were permitted to 2000 plus that were that, that are now permitted for individuals, you know, private citizens to get involved in. And there's only still 124 that are exempt from that, although it's not clear what those what those 124 are. Yeah. So not not fully fledged. You know, it's still government controlled, if you like, what sort of private enterprise you can um, you can be involved in. But they're, you, they're hoping, I assume, that this will stimulate the economy, which uh, because of COVID and variety of other reasons has those reasons that you mentioned um, has slumped. Yeah. And in particular, what they're looking for is not just a stimulation of a local economy, but they're really trying to make it more accessible to foreign investment, um, sort of streamlining everything to, to try and draw money in from overseas, because essentially they've got no access to hard currency. So they used to be supported by the, you know, by the USSR and then um, uh, by a series of other you know, countries. And they had tourism bring in the, uh, the dollar and so on. But then that completely flatlined. So they've basically got no purchasing power outside of the island, which is a massive problem because, as is often the case with lots of islands, they are very dependent on imports. So this is an attempt to just try and simplify all the processes so that they can actually pay for stuff that they need in a foreign in a foreign context. The other thing which is worth saying is that because they had two currencies, it's kind of strange. It also meant that over the course of the last generation, you then basically had people who had access to the convertible peso, which was the, you know, the one that the tourists brought in or the quasi dollar kind of thing. And then other people who worked in the state sector who just had access to the much weaker 
local peso. So it basically, you basically had this discrepancy whereby um, doctors would go and work night shifts as taxi drivers because they were earning significantly less than people who had access to the to the tourist economy. And that's no kind of communist system, as many Cubans will will tell you. So largely, although this is going to make Cubans poorer, um, most people there who believe in the Cuban dream are actually pretty positive about this change. Right. Uh, and while we're talking about Cuba, uh, explain uh, Havana syndrome. What exactly um, is that? Because there's been a report about well, it. Well, the amazing thing about Havana syndrome is that nobody really knows what it is. People just know that something has been taking place uh, relating to, well, they, they don't even know that, to, um, to U.S. embassy staff in particular, but also Canadian embassy staff over the course of the last few years, which essentially relates to some kind of head mental trauma. So symptoms Im have emerged uh, 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 with staff there, consistent with some kind of brain lesion, brain injury. People who suffer from this report uh, sounds inside their head, which induce vomiting, nausea, disorientation and so on. So clearly something has been taking place. It's also not just Cuban. It's taking place in a few other countries as well. Um, and, and studies have revealed that, there, you know, there is some evidence of brain trauma levels in these patients, but also not significantly more than there is in the general population. So essentially, we've gone through a whole series of different theories from the fact that it was perhaps a microwave attack. In fact, that's what started it all off. Initially, the Cuban state was accused of attacking the diplomats with uh, with microwave um, rays, mm. inducing essentially this is, gets a bit technical now, but inducing the inner part of the ear to the water in the inner part of the ear to rattle and then disorientate the individual. And then another researcher said, well, actually, those sounds are really consistent with the Jamaican cricket, which actually exists in Cuba. So maybe that's what's um, what's actually causing this. And, and we've gone full circle to some uh, researchers saying that actually it's potentially a mass psychogenic illness. So these hundred odd uh, diplomatic staff members in Havana and a little bit more widely internationally are actually basically imagining it. Wow. Oh, there you go. Because uh, I know you mentioned there's been reports out and everything, and you mentioned this uh, a couple of times to me. Uh, just finally, the FIFA World Club Championship, uh, John. Um, uh, Palmeiras, they um, they lost it. They they won the uh, the Copa Libertadores, but they lost this. They did not not a good series of results for for Latin American teams, either in Concacaf in the in North America or in Comebol in in South Latin America. So Palmeiras lost. Uh, in the semi-final, one one nil to, to Tigres from uh, from Mexico, from the Autonomous University of Nuevo León. Relatively new team on the block, but have really been sweeping all before them over the course of the last few years. And then a couple of days ago, uh, Tigres then uh, played off in the final against uh, Bayern. But essentially, Bayern. I mean, I guess you know, Kel surprise yeah. uh, that they actually only won one nil, being the best, you know, widely regarded as being the best club side of of 2020. So they are the holders, and both teams from Latin America. Uh, or from the Americas, uh, uh, back on the continent with the ta their tails between their legs. <laughs> OK, uh, John, uh, as always, thanks uh, ever so much to appreciate it. Uh, that's uh, John Bonfilio bringing us up to date with all the news from Latin America and specifically this week.